0: Yeah, okay. let's go.
1: We are here for sale Conversations. Uh, we are talking about this year's CrossFit Games, and we have come up with a list independently of what are three things that we thought went really well at the CrossFit Games and three things that need improvement. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and start with my list. And the first thing I'm going to say is the pageantry. I thought that they did a really good job this year of making it like the World Championships, when you watch other sports, all the extras that come along with the championship of that sport, it had the jet flyovers, it had the military helicopter, it had all the beautiful flags around uh, the outdoor stadium, um, you know and it had a great opening ceremony with a lot of uh, fanfare and getting to see all the athletes uh, represent their countries when it came on. So that is number one on my list. Number two is the programming. As much as we have given Dave Castro um, grief over the course of this year, especially during the quarterfinals, I thought he this was his A game. Um, he came out swinging um, with really cool um, elements, like the hoofle stone carry, um, the pig flip. Um, it matched with 20-foot rope climbs. Uh, it just had a lot of cool elements um, and a lot of, and it really taxed the uh, athletes. You could tell that they were fatigued going through the weekend. And as, you've heard, as we've heard interviews throughout the week since the games, a lot of people have admitted that it was a lot more than they thought it was going to be, especially the rookies.
2: I totally agree. It was on mine as well, the programming. Um, and I love too that they introduced new aspects to it, like the kayaking, which yes, you predicted, Scott. Um, and also, you know, the new handstand push-up and hand walking and you know, all that I thought was really cool. Um, the handstand walking, I mean, even though that event is so quick, like that's just the amount of skill. Um, that is needed for those, those workouts are, are just amazing. So programming was on the top of my list as well.
0: Yeah. And uh program was on my list as well. <laughs> um, and we've talked about it before. I thought it was really good. I- I'm going to, I'm going to be contrarian to what you said, Scott, though, and just say that I actually thought it was good because some of the more tenured athletes said that they weren't dead at the end of the weekend either. So it wasn't like crazy, stupid, programming you know like maybe in years past with you know really long tests or really you know what people would criticize later as dangerous tests and you know we as coaches are not having to go back um, and to tell our classes like don't try event number five you know like 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 maybe we've done in the past so that's what I really liked about the programming that it was very well-rounded and and not you know crazy stupid harmful Type stuff that you know people can't do at home necessarily,
1: yeah. And my final one is the season itself getting to the CrossFit games. I think the added element of the quarterfinals added so much to this year. Having semifinals on different weeks kept me engaged from the open to the games. And when the semifinals were over, I was itching for the games because the season made sense, the season was. Um, pretty concise. Um, and I just love the way it was laid out. And I know it's going to be better when we're out of a COVID era and we can have all in-person semifinals and maybe an in-person last chance qualifier. I think that will even add to it, but we got a good taste of what it can be this year.
0: Yeah. That was also one of my comments is that the the path to the games Um, and the season and how cohesive it was and inclusive and just, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it and I hope it sticks around. Yeah.
1: So Amy, what was on your list that I didn't mention?
2: Well, I guess your first one, I, I, I just wrote kind of overall experience. Like that was my first time going to the game. And I just, just thinking about the whole atmosphere, like looking at the Coliseum and all the faces that were around there. Um, you know, the globe and all the different things. I thought just the overall experience um, was really cool. And then the other thing I said, which I know uh, the three of us on this podcast recognize just because we've been a part of this and see it, but I don't know if other people do is, is how amazing the volunteer staff is. I mean, they have it down pat. Like, I mean, one workout's done. They're rolling stuff out. They're rolling stuff back in. I mean, they're so organized, and I just don't know if people really see how what goes into to that. And like, they are working out the volunteers to get that stage set every heat. And I just, I just think that that that's something CrossFit does really well is their volunteers.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. It, and probably seeing it in person is different than. You know, seeing it on the live stream, you see the the oceans of people it takes to do all that that needs to get done to make that happen. Um, The one thing I had on my list that nobody mentioned um, the title sponsor, Noble. I think they did an excellent, excellent job. Um, I'm not a fan of their footwear, and I was wanting to buy a pair of their shoes in the middle of the weekend like I was hooked. I thought they did an excellent job with the athlete packages that they got. You know, all the swag, all the, um, you know, the apparel that they wore. Um, they made it such a cool experience for the athletes. Um, the wraps on the uh, Coliseum. I think that was all Noble, you know, Noble's idea. Um, and they didn't just have Noble athletes. You know, they had they had athletes that weren't necessarily sponsored by them. They were just celebrating people that deserved to be celebrated. Um, I I just. Yeah, I mean, the, the stadium seating that they had in the, in the showroom there, they had plenty of things in stock, um, lots of different, um, you know, pieces of apparel that you could buy as a fan. Nothing was really jacked up price wise. Um, you know, I just, I thought they did an excellent job and we gave them a lot of crap, you know, coming into this, um, not being Reebok and being such a small company and how are they going to compete and how are they going to get up to speed and, and I think they did a great job.
1: Yeah. And just to echo that a little bit, I think the presentation they made with the athletes uh, with the locker room and the photo shoots um, was top notch.
2: Totally. That swag was awesome. I was super jealous. Yeah. And it just seemed like, I mean,
0: you know, in Reebok's defense, they do that every year, right? Reebok gives the athletes a package and they give them fitting rooms and, you know, they get to try on things. But it was just a little bit different this year. It seemed a lot more special. Um, and you got a lot of sharing on social media from the athletes about how great it was. And I think that was just great for everybody.
1: Yeah, I think it, it, it was more modern. The, the photo shoot was more modern. It just looked clean and fresh, um, kind of like their clothing. Like they, That's kind of what they're built on. And that's what um, the presentation was. So yeah, kudos to them. So now we're gonna to go to the flip side of things. And does anybody want to start other than me or do you want me to be the bearer of bad news to start?
0: I want, I want you to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah, I, right. I share a couple of yours too, so.
1: <laughs> so uh, the first thing I have is the uh, concessions. Okay. Um concessions yeah. were- We all agree. Okay. Uh, we all the agree. The lines were so freaking long. In the Coliseum, they had two concession stands open. They had a couple like alternatives on the outside but the, the main concessions are two, and the lines were at least 35 to 45-minute wait uh, to get anything from them. And then they closed down the, the, uh, the one by North Park, the big, the big food court, uh, early. And so if, when that was closed down, you had like two options outside the arena and two options inside the, the arena, and it just was awful. And just to go with this, I loved the Yeti water stations. I just think they needed more, especially on those really hot days. There were none near the North Park outdoor facility. And when you are burning up, there really was none to go uh, grab in that area.
2: I echo the food situation. Um, I wish they would get somebody that like a sponsor like Chipotle and you know, be able to have more of those kind of options. And and like there was one vendor or food vendor right outside of um, FitAid Lounge, which was, you know, what you're talking about near the, the Coliseum and I, yeah, I wish, I wish there just would have been more selections.
0: Yeah, and they need to, they need to understand how, fle- how weird CrossFitters eat. Um, Cause there was a lot of, you know, they had menu selections that were pretty consistent but you couldn't, they weren't, they weren't very flexible. You know, if you wanted like, okay, but I'm not eating corn or I don't want, you know, rice with my burrito, it it it, it seemed to throw them all for a loop. They were it was very hard. And when you're dealing with so many people with so many lines, the last thing you need are these sort of special requests. But we are fussy eaters. And so they need to sort of be more prepared with that. And I agree, Scott, inside the Coliseum, I mean, I missed two or three heats just trying to get a drink. You know, and and that was super, super frustrating. Um, I will add sort of a secondary thing to that in terms of um, exiting the Colosseum. Now, if that wasn't a fire hazard, I don't know what was, but they only had like one door to exit. And I don't understand why, when the whole event is over, why you can't just open up all the doors and let people go to where they need to go. Because it just seemed very silly for us to all sort of funnel into this tiny little hallway um, and leave. So, I mean, minor complaint, but that sort of bugged me too. Right.
1: So my number two is the value of the festival tickets. Um, having having two friends that were there with festival tickets and, and Amy had a coach's pass and all they get is a festival ticket. There were only five events that people with festival tickets of the elite and team division could watch out of 15. In At the North Park mm-hmm. in person, mm-hmm. everything else they had to watch on a big screen in the Fitty lounge uh, or in the noble tent or one of those things. And if you're paying and I know it's not as much as it is for the Coliseum ticket, but you're paying one hundred dollars for the week and to only get to see five events. Um, the, the more they devalue that ticket, the less they're going to have those extra fans that are kind of walking around. And as soon as North Park was over, things started closing down. Mm-hmm. like the outdoor food court um, vendor village started to close down early and then they have nothing to do, but sit in fitting lounge and watch on the big screen or go back to their hotel. And, and I the Fitage that-
2: lounge was amazing, but I wish they would even like give like a day pass for the Coliseum or, you know, like, like if you can't, if you can't afford the whole week or the whole weekend, like maybe it's a Saturday or a Sunday only, like, you know, if they would give different options with the Coliseum. Yeah. And then my I mean, last,
1: oh, go, ahead.
0: go uh, ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, I do I do think they they try to make the experience for people that can't get into the Coliseum be a good experience, right? They had the Fiddy Lounge, they had the yeah. Noble thing. Um, I agree, I think they should have left the uh, the beer garden open a little bit longer, you know, for people to do that. Because I know in years past, that's where I would go to watch the things. You could even sit in the stands at North Park and watch with the big screen TVs. Now, I don't know if they were doing that, if that was a, an option or not, because I was usually in the Coliseum. Um, but, uh, but that's, yeah, you would want them to be able to do that because it's
1: frustrating. And then my last my last complaint is, I think there needs to be more incentive for athletes who finish 21st through 40th. And that is because there is no payout after 20th place, And we had a slew of athletes withdraw from the competition because they started their week off poorly and because of an injury. And that is, that is, I'm not, I'm not going to call anybody a liar about their injury. It just seemed like everybody who was not having a good weekend week before the weekend withdrew before the cuts came. And I think it's because there is no incentive to move from 34th place to 27th place. And so I don't know if there just needs to be a small award for making each cut. So people like try to at least get that little bit of money to like make the next cut or what, and, um, or they just need to do small payouts a little bit further down uh, the event list. All these people made it through a pretty, big gauntlet just to get there. And their expenses are are huge. And even a small amount of money would help offset that cost.
2: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think the cuts were fair. And I know you agree that I think that the cuts were fair. I, I'm not sure what the answer is. But, I, I, but I, I hear what you're saying. But I'm just not sure if that's incentive enough for me to... I, I just want to say, freaking work harder! Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm with the- Amy. I, I think, I think you get six grand worth of swag for showing up, or you know, whatever that whatever that number is. Um, and I think if we're seeing that people are sort of bowing out because there's no advantage to getting, you know, moving up five places or something, you could you could make the argument that forty people's too many people to bring to the games. And maybe we only need 20 people and bring 20 for the first nine events and then cut it to 10 like Dave wants to do so he can do some really cool events with just 10 people. So I don't know what the answer is, you know, and, and again, I see what you're saying. Um,
1: it was just an alarming amount of withdrawals before we got yeah. to the first cut.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, I think, too, I think those people, maybe if they are injured, they're just being smart, right? They're just, they're trying to prolong their, the longevity of their career year over year and thinking, you know, it's not worth it for me to go out, you know, and pull a hammy or do whatever, aggravate this injury that I have when I'm not going to make it to the next day anyway. I mean, I know there were athletes in that Saturday morning workout that, you know, were sort of not taking it super seriously because they're like, wow, oh, we're just exercising this morning. Cause you know, they're not going to move up on the leaderboard at all. And like, why, but they showed up but they weren't going to get anything out of it. So yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one. I think when you're dealing with 40 places, it's just hard to manage.
1: I think it just cheats the fans of getting to see them. Um, But I I understand what you guys are saying. I just Mm -hmm. wish there was a way to keep more in the competition. So the fans get more to to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. However, I did not feel like I didn't get to see enough of my favorite people either even the ones that got cut after the yeah. first or second day because they were around Bender village and you know mingling with the crowd and that kind of thing too at least most of them were i agree all right
1: so kat do you have any left
0: um not really i think i mentioned one and, and i don't know that this is really anything that can be fixed but um i would say i would say two things so coming, coming from a different perspective this year and being in, you know, that media role, um, I think it would have been great if the media had some different access to the Coliseum. Um, I don't know if the whole problem there was COVID related and if it was nothing, nothing I can do about it. Um, but there was definitely preference given to, you know, partners of CrossFit and paid, paid partnerships with CrossFit versus people that were just there on a pass. And, uh, you know, if you're going to give somebody a pass, I think you should give them access. And so in the Coliseum, that was, that was um, not the best. And I understand why they do it. They want to make sure that athletes are front and center and nothing's, you know, messing up the shot and, you know, all that pageantry is um, preserved, but that would have been nice. And the layout of the floor for the events. Um, I mentioned this in another podcast, I think where if you're sitting in this one section, you know, you're either at the finish line or you're facing the back of the athletes or you're seeing them from the side um, and there's no consistency there. So when you're picking your seat in the Coliseum, unless you know, you're know you in the know, you don't really know what kind of seat you're getting and you don't know whether they're gonna be good or bad. And it depends on the event. Um, I think it's fair to say now, since I've been there and seen it that, you know, that long, a long ways is, you know, the last day how things are going to be, but there were a lot of events that were side to side. Um, and if I paid, you know, a premium for those front row finish line tickets and half the weekend, my stuff was the finish line was clear over the other side. I think I'd be disappointed.
2: That's Amy, did premium. you have any more? I mean, I feel like I already said them the last time and <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think, But I, I, to be fair, I think my comments were more so made after the fact and that I'm not sure if that's a fair statement. Like my, my comments were about COVID related things. And I'm not sure if I've necessarily felt that during the the event that they should have been more enforced. Um, I think it was more after the fact, looking back with, wow, you know, there are some, a lot of cases coming out of there, man, wish they would have done X, Y, Z. Um, And that was more so just like, one thing I was thinking about, like, though, I am a little bit surprised about when we mentioned the masking in the Coliseum, not, not just necessarily for the other people, but also for the athletes who are competing, like what if, you know, they're the ones that are here for their payout right for the to try to earn money and what if we are at the spectators are, you know, gathering and could be getting the athletes sick. So yeah. those were just again not not sure if I can make that a fair statement for during the comp because I did appreciate it during but looking back
1: the only thing I left off my list because I thought Kat was going to bring it up and she surprised me it didn't was uh the water quality of the lake
0: oh <laughs> yeah well it didn't affect me personally so that's I guess that's why I didn't think about it yeah. but yeah let's talk but every, about it. every
1: year people get sick from that lake <laughs> yeah um And you put a poll out and people honestly responded that they got sick after the swim. Yeah. And so I think that's something that they need to look into. It's not survival of the fittest it's finding the fittest.
0: Right. Yeah. And you had people like, you know, Emily Rolfe and Tim Paulson who, you know, were contenders and, you know, it, it messed them up for a couple of days and Sam corn too. Same, same thing. So, uh, Yeah. Hopefully they look into that. I mean, they only have one more year there and then potentially it's going to go somewhere else, but you know, maybe they'll do an indoor swimming event next year. That's, that can be a little better controlled for bacteria, hopefully.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's our show. Um, overall, we were really nitpicky on the things we think that need to be changed. We had a great experience at the games. I think I can speak for everyone. Um, it what they did a really good job this year and we're so glad that everything is back and uh, better than ever. And we can't wait for next year. With that, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, We're making these so that they're designed for you to comment and give us what you thought was good and what needs improved at the games. Uh, And maybe we'll talk about that on a future show. So thank you so much and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye.